As y'all can tell, I'm not Cody. He's not here today. Him and uh, several of our church members have gone off to uh, a mission field in Kentucky and they're going to be learning and uh, seeing some great things for the Lord and uh, excited to hear about what's going on with them. Meantime, you got me for today. Travis will be here next week. It'll be a good couple of weeks. Um, I want to share a story with y'all about a pastor. He was in the middle of his sermon, and he noticed a man, we'll call him Earl for this story. Um, And the man had fallen. Yeah, yeah, he messed up. He had uh, fallen asleep with his head on his wife's shoulder. And the pastor said, wake up your husband. And the wife smiled and replied, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. And I'll do my best not to put you all to sleep this morning. Um, Would you please stand for the call to worship? It comes from Psalm 136, verses 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His steadfast love endures forever. Shall we pray? Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and speak today. We are truly blessed serving a loving, forgiving, and patient God. We pray all this in your son's precious name. Amen. And you may be seated. Y'all may get a hint of what I'm going to speak on here. Um... We're going to talk about this passage from Psalm 136. It emphasizes the enduring and everlasting nature of God's love. And it sets a tone for us to come together in a gratitude and worship, acknowledging the boundless love of our God. I want to dig just a little bit deeper this morning into that truth, that transformation that begins when we recognize and accept God's love for us and allow it to shape our lives. You know, we're in a world that seeks superficial change. We must remember that that lasting transformation comes from a a deeper spiritual connection with God. And I ask that the Lord let us open our hearts and minds to this revelation as we explore the power of God's love in our lives. Speaking of love, another verse that's often used when discussing God's love is found in John chapter 3, verse 16. Bet we've heard this before. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This verse encapsulates the essence of God's love, demonstrating that His Affection for us is boundless and unconditional. But let's keep digging. At the start of John 3.16, it begins with, For God so loved the world. Those six words have an immeasurable weight to them. They reveal the heart of our Heavenly Father who loves us beyond comprehension. It's a love that surpasses human understanding a love that transcends our flaws and our shortcomings. 
And regardless of our past, the mistakes we've made, or who we are, God's love remains unwavering. And this love is not confined to a select few, but extends to the entire world. It encompasses every nation, all people, and every generation. There's no boundaries to God's love. We can't put Him in a box. And no one is beyond His reach. It's an inclusive, all-encompassing love that seeks to draw everyone closer to God. As the verse continues on, it says that He gave His one and only Son. Well, that's the definition of all in. We've heard the words all in up here before. That's all in. God's love is not just words or feelings. It's action. He expressed His love through the most significant sacrifice imaginable. Sending His one Son, Jesus, into the world. And Jesus willingly laid down His life to bridge the gap between humanity and God. And to offer us the gift of reconciliation and forgiveness. Through Jesus' life, His death, and subsequent resurrection, we find a way to have eternal life. As I said earlier in the prayer at communion, we can't earn that gift. We can't check enough boxes in our life to receive that faith just based on our actions. The nature of God's gift demonstrates the depth of God's love to each and every one of us. As John 3.16 concludes, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. These words, in these words, lies the ultimate hope and assurance for a believer. Eternal life is just not a, a distant concept or an abstract idea. It's a promise that God holds out to us. If we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we're granted the gift of eternal life. A life that just exceeds any imagination or limitations of this world. It's a life marked with communion with God. A life filled with love, purpose, and eternal significance. But recognizing God's love is the first step towards transformation. It also requires us to understand that we're not mere accidents in the universe, but we're cherished creations of a loving God. Our brokenness and our imperfections, our aches and our pains, God loves us and reaches out to heal us, redeem us, and set us free from the chains of sin and self-doubt. And you know, we are a busy society, and this didn't start in 2023. It's been going on for a long time. We just have more things to be busy about. You know, we're preoccupied with our struggles, overwhelmed by our failures, and consumed by the pursuit of worldly achievements. For me personally, this summer has been the shortest summer in a long time. School starts in a couple of weeks, and we're still in July. Yes, Sally, I know, I know. Teachers will, well, teachers have already started coming back. Um, and we've had all this rain. 
Well, another one of my jobs that I do is I've got about 16 radio stations to take care of. Well, where you have rain and thunderstorms, you have stuff get hit by lightning and you have to fix things. So I've been a little extra busy on something that normally sits and runs just fixing things. And you can get distracted and I'll find myself lying in bed awake at night, 3 o'clock in the morning going, man, I've got to get that done tomorrow. And then you get up and something else is broke and that doesn't get done until the next day or the next week. But I've also been reminded in recent months to turn some of those worries that I have over to God. And He'll give us, He'll give me and you the right answers. But it's in His timing. We're kind of an Amazon society living on God's time. We want things here today. Jim and I love Amazon. Because you can click buy and it'll be here in a day or two generally. Um, we want that instant satisfaction. But we also need to take a moment to pause and reflect and open our hearts to God's love. Because in there we'll find hope and renewed strength to face those challenges that we have in life. Acceptance is also an essential part and aspect of our relationship with God. While God's love is freely given, we must willingly accept it to experience that power. We often struggle with self-worth and guilt, believing that we're just not worthy of such love and forgiveness. However, God's love is not dependent on our worthiness, but it is a gift that we must embrace. In Romans 5, 8, the Apostle Paul affirms, but God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love doesn't demand perfection. It finds us in our brokenness and offers us a path to restoration and to renewal. The acceptance of God's love requires us to let go of our pride and our self-sufficiency. It's an acknowledgement that we can't navigate this journey alone. As men, we want to try to fix things. And one of the best lessons we can learn as men, women, and people of God is to trust that God has this and acknowledge that we can't do this alone. When we surrender our hearts to God, acknowledging Him for our needs, He'll open the floodgates for His transformation of love to flow freely into our lives. And living in America offers us freedoms that are not found in many other places. We can wander down any path in life we choose to take. And sometimes it's the wrong path and we find ourselves stuck in a ditch, either physically or spiritually. But the great part about God's love is all we need to do is turn right around. And He's right there. And He's ready to help us get back on the right path to growing closer to Him. And we've got to realize that and recognize that when we do get astray, we turn around and He's right there. Accepting God's love means forgiving ourselves and releasing the burdens in the past. We often hold on to regrets and past mistakes allowing them to define who we are. However, God's love invites us to lay our burdens at His feet 
and step into the freedom of His grace. A few other points I want to consider, or want you all to consider. I need to consider them too. Before Jesus came, He already knew who would hurt Him, who would betray Him, and who would deny Him. And He loved them. Jesus knew the name of the man that made the crown of thorns for Him. But Jesus says, I love you so much that I'm going to die for you. The soldier who beat Him till his face was swollen, he could barely see out of his eyes, but yet he said, I love you. Those that took time to nail Him to that cross, Jesus says, I love you. The man that yelled at Him, telling Him if He was God, get down off that cross, He said, I died for you. So when people wrong us, do we have that same courage to say, I love you, despite what you've done to me? The acceptance of God's love begins with a profound transformation within us. It becomes the cornerstone upon which our lives are built. Kind of like the way a sculpture takes a stone and turns it into a beautiful masterpiece. God's love molds us into the best versions of ourselves. Embracing God's love empowers us to let go of our old ways and embrace a new path. It inspires us to love others as God loves us, to show compassion and extend forgiveness. As the Apostle John writes in 1 John chapter 4, verse 11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The transformation fueled by God's love goes beyond personal change. It ripples into our relationships as well as our community. It compels us to be agents for a positive change, for justice and for reconciliation. Our lives become a testament to the transforming power of God's love, drawing others closer to the source of this abundant love. And in these moments of doubt and struggle, we can find strength in the knowledge that God's love is unchanging and steadfast. As the psalmist writes in Psalms 136, verse 26, Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. And let us remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3, 17 and 19. And I pray to you, being rooted and established in love, may have power and together with it all through the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how deep is the love of Christ and to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So as I wrap up this message, I want to put this thought on your minds. God is in control, but He doesn't expect you to lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. Think about that. True transformation begins when we recognize and we accept God's love for us. It's not a, a surface level change. It's a deep, lasting, kind of a metamorphosis that occurs at the core of our being. God's love empowers us to rise above our shortcomings and step into a life a purpose and significance. Shall we pray? 
Heavenly Father, I pray that we just continually seek to deepen our understanding of your love and allow it to mold and shape every aspect of our lives. Let us be beacons of your love, radiating light and sharing your transforming grace into a world in need. As we walk this journey together, may our lives be living testimonies to the profound truth that God's love has the power to change us from the inside out. And we pray all this in your son's precious and holy name. And all God's children said, Amen.